junkyard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Teacher's Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Honey, Audible, and Factopia. One of the greatest movies in the world, some might say. Yeah, some. Um, James, we have never recorded this already. This is the first time I was doing it. How Absolutely. are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing fantastically well, actually. I'm just... Um... I mean, we did something for an hour and a half just now, but I don't yeah, know what right. it was. It's just completely wasted time. We might as well have just been jumping off of fucking bridges or some shit. So, um, I mean, this is nice for us to be back together yeah. in the podcast landscape. I mean, this is probably our third or fourth podcast together. Um, how does it? It feels nice, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, does that mean we're recording? Yeah, we were recording. Oh, yeah. We've done this. We've done this this episode one. Episode one, we constant professionals, as you said, but I mean, we've got to try things out, right? Yes, yes. Um, It's probably our third podcast together, so how do you Yes, and we don't mean episodes. We mean we've tried to make three different podcasts together before, just so so you're clear about that. So this one, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the kind of films that we're going to be making. Um, and the films that we have made. So, um, did you want to start talking about, about a little bit about ourselves as well? But I think I think it'd be interesting maybe to get into sort of what what happened before of our podcasts. Um, I think what what's the best we've ever done? Probably five five weeks. I mean, we did the original podcast. I can think that we did. If it was a podcast, I guess it probably was a podcast. A shout out box, which was a, a series. We like, uh, how old were we? Like ten. No, we were old. we 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 were in our teens. You know when you're in your teens and you sort of feel like you're the bomb and you're like you know everything and you're like I've already got this down. Well, I sounded eight years old, so yeah. Well, yeah. I, we yeah we all well I had a bit of that <laughs> voice going on, a bit of the uh, older squeaks and stuff, and um, that was a fun one. That went on for about three weeks and then we quit. <laughs> yeah. Why did we ever stop that? I don't know. It was actually kind of successful. Had a few thousand people good. watching. I mean, our third episode, which was the episode where we had um, me, you, and our friend, uh, our friend Sam. Um, that was our best episode to date. I, yeah. I don't know how many views it had because we can talk about this later. It got taken down. Well, I took it down, but um, that was a pr- pretty good episode and actually in the episode I- I've listened to it back a few times because just because I-, I think it's funny listening to yourself when you're younger and you think you're the bomb and everything yeah we actually said on the episode we've got a a girl guest coming on ooh <laughs> the illustrious that? girl guest it was like we've got a feminine coming on uh, yeah we said we've got a girl guest coming on and uh she never came on who who were you talking about I, I don't even remember like when when we said that I was like was i talking about you must have had someone i must have had someone yeah but it never happened i like that show so people are probably like what the hell is the shout out box and why are you talking about this i've come here for other things but the shout out box basically a show we did back in the day because this is the thing about youtube youtube can feel like like we've been i always say we've been around since youtube started really well we kind Um, of had i mean we were what like 10 years old when youtube started and we followed it, and we started making content very early. Yeah. We were trying to get in in the game, but we were always thought like, oh, God, we're going to be the next big YouTuber. But what we didn't understand was nobody wants to hear like a 13-year-old kid talking about no, we didn't one of Minecraft videos. No. <laughs> Why are we not getting views? <laughs> Just that view the opinion of a 12, 13-year-old, not very high. 
No, they don't care about no. that, do they? But we we try the hardest. We we've seen the whole, but we've followed the whole YouTube journey. We know the YouTube yeah. history where it started with when we probably were watching was. Uh, I remember watching before with the evolution of dance and um, yeah. Charlie bit my finger. I mean, everybody knows that. And yeah. then when uh, Ray William Johnson was the bloody top creator on yeah, the channel. Yeah, Ray William Johnson. He was kind of like, uh, he just reviewed popular clips and trending and um, viral videos. And he was quite interesting to watch. Do you reckon people don't know who he is? Yeah, people, I don't think really? people know who he is. Yeah. He's, really? he's only got... 10 million subscribers, which isn't a lot these days. Oh, crap. Yeah, and You're he, doesn't, right. he doesn't really do much these days. How, do you know what we call a documentary about? About him? That would be like a, like yeah. a, a sort of historic now. Like you could go back and look at like, um, like the 2010s and he probably like 2009 onwards, wasn't he, right? Yeah. You could do something cool on him, follow him and look at the old videos. Because, God, if you think about it really... Our generation was just as screwed up as this generation because we used to listen to videos like uh, um, Annoying Doing moments. Your Mom, yeah, yeah, Doing Your Mom. And then we have a go at people listening to Jake Paul. And Jake Paul's like, it's every day, bro. With it. yeah. like, it's not it's that, just it's as not, terrible. It's not that much worse, is it? And there's even like Toby Turner who made like... Um, his, like, his uh, own nugget biscuit nugget and a biscuit and it's just it's like not that much worse is, is it it's not it, that much worse no it's it's just nonsensical and it's silly oh my god we've become the old people yeah that's what happens isn't it that is literally the only reason why people have a go at Jake Paul really he's yeah. not that much I guess oh, that's Logan isn't it with Suicide Forest yeah that's that was quite, quite controversial but but, but then think... they're testing new boundaries aren't like they haven't like Ray William Johnson didn't really have the uh power to go and i guess he did but he always just did his classic format yeah to go into a suicide into a forest and record bodies and stuff but but i think like a show is different from a vlog really like it's it is completely different oh man i feel like like, it's true though isn't it like like we i think it's it's kind of like how has youtube changed that that the kind of vlog aspect of it is but more popular now. I don't know if we just didn't see it or because um, or we just weren't aware of it, but I don't remember ever people were like, I'm so cringing at Ray William Johnson. No. But I, I think like if we watched his videos now, we'd be like, that is a little bit... A little bit cringy, yeah. But I thank Ray William Johnson. I, like, I don't know, like, he probably said a lot of bad stuff now in terms of like cancel culture and stuff where you can be like, you can't say this. Yeah. Um, probably like doing your mum wouldn't be a very popular song nowadays but like yeah. Yeah, back in the day I was like this used guy to joke is about the like dude s- this guy is like I want to be a YouTuber like him it used to be it used to have a joke about squirrel aids which I'm sure people aren't too happy yeah, about yeah they wouldn't be thrilled about that nowadays no it's weird how things change like that yeah but things stayed the same like I'm saying like I've only just clocked that Jake Paul isn't bad I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't go that far <laughs> but what he yeah, but he was a lot younger than uh, uh, Ray William Johnson. And Ray William Johnson was probably saying, like, prepared and said worse. Well, the thing is, they're both they're both catering to a, a very similar audience. Exactly. the teen. That's what I'm talking about, that teen audience, yeah. which is, like, a really good audience to have. But yeah. you can't really maintain it. No. Unless you're PewDiePie. Uh, yeah. He's, he, he's maintained. He's a phenomenon. I but I never watched him when I was a teen. 
No, no, me neither. Um, but it's he's kind of evolved in his content as well, which I don't think a lot of other people have done really. And that's what probably why the joke three year olds, nine year olds, nine year olds, three year olds. Because he went from doing the you know like being scared uh, playing uh, video games, and now he's he's talking about um, quite um, deep and in, in interesting topics. Like because well, he, he got he got pulled into it. Yeah, he, he he does things like reviews books now, which is like, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, he it's kind of cool. can do whatever he wants now because he he's just that kind. And of... he, he kind of did the full circle thing where he came back and did Minecraft. Yeah, now he's doing Minecraft. Yeah, which is cool, and he's probably making a freaking killing off of that. It was, I mean, he was probably already making a killing, but like. Oh yeah, well, I mean, in terms of the videos get demonetized and monetized. Oh yeah, it's a very uh, family friendly kind of thing to do. What do you, what happened with you then? I guess we talk about this because we've yeah. been on YouTube forever. What happened with you? Because you stopped uploading as much. Um, oh yes. I mean, which which venture were you talking? Are you talking? I about? mean, we we've had multiple ventures over the years. We've done uh, both of us probably done the sort, same sort of stuff over the years, right? In some ways, yeah. Uh, we've done Call of Duty Let's Plays. We've done yeah. um, Minecraft Minecraft videos. videos. So we've that was done, all gaming. Uh, we've dabbled in the podcast space, like we said, because yeah. like, we think we've got so much to say because we were young. Uh, even now, like people <laughs> are going to be like, I'm not going to listen to this 22-year-old. Yeah, I like, mean, maybe. I think we've got some things to say, like you've directed a film that's quite popular on Amazon now. And I, yeah, uh, but it's like, if you don't ever put your out, if you don't ever put yourself out to say something, then, then when do you wait until you're like 40 and you're like... God, I hate these young people, and like you might as well put yourself so- out, out there sometime. Yeah, it's the same thing with when you talk to girls. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You just got to go up to them and say, uh, um, "How you doing?" I'm in a relationship. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't say that, obviously. No, I would. I would say I'm in a relationship. I'm very dedicated. No, no, you you wouldn't be talking to girls. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. Yeah, with the whole YouTube thing, <laughs> I don't know why I've gone to that. Um, yeah, we both done a very similar things. So what I used to do on my and I still kind of do it. I've done a few videos this year, not as many as I want to have done. Is uh, is it video essays about films, and um, you've done some of those as well. Well, that was that was what I would personally describe as your uh, breakthrough moment on YouTube. Yeah, that's kind of got me the most success. It's not like super successful. It's like I think yeah, got in terms of subscribers now. In terms of the film community, it's pretty good going. Like yeah. when you hit that niche, because when you think when we were doing gaming videos, that's where it was at in the day. You yeah. think Tabuscus, you think um uh, I can't see Cena. that's exactly who I was thinking yeah. of. Um and um only use my blade and PewDiePie. Have you uh, this is if you guys don't know who only use me blade is at the moment you can probably you should so, probably google him but have you heard of the things that he's been doing recently i haven't but let me just say quick these were okay. like five years ago maybe more yeah these were like the big youtubers like like this was the big community to be a part of the gaming community yeah so what has only been and only use my blade if you're not aware youtubers uh call of duty uh that was the big game where it was at and i guess it's less popular now maybe probably like Fortnite and stuff but um uh 
he was basically a, a gameplay channel that was like, I'm only going to use my blade if you didn't see it in his name, which meant he'd go around and he would go around He'd never use a gun. He'd only yeah. use like a certain aspect of... And he was of... pretty, pretty damn good at it. Yeah. Well, he's he's gone into live streaming and like IRL live streaming. Oh, still around? Yeah, he's a raging alcoholic and oh, he's wow. being done for sexual assault. Yeah. It's, wow. It's crazy kind of the... Because, I mean, we were, how old were we? Like 14, 15 watching 14, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out he wasn't actually a great guy. Um, oh, yeah. It's very well, he just, well, he just He has some demons, at least. Yeah. It's just, it's odd because we have these people that we look up. We, sometimes you look up to them. Sometimes oh, you definitely. just enjoy their content. Oh, definitely. And then, you know, you, but these are, are, you know, just people. Like, well, they could be anyone like us. 100% like when you uh, when you're young at least you're like I want to be like this YouTuber or like or at least like you want to present your stuff like this YouTuber you come on and you have this fancy intro yeah. and you've got you've got your capture card ready and you've got this gameplay ready and you're going to speak over it and then you come on and you're like hello everybody and welcome and you're like you d at the time you think why is nobody watching my content and you go yeah. back and you're like because you sound like a elf Yes. <laughs> yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. Like these YouTubers are great and it's it's kind of scary at the same time how they just fall out of fashion, but yeah. Um, that's the one thing I always admire about PewDiePie is that he has kept his crown for as long as it's And the gap is so far between, isn't it? It's just He's 101 well, million subscribers. We're not, obviously, we acknowledge T-Series, but we're talking in terms of YouTubers, which yeah. many of us like Prosper and what we've uh, sort of like looked at and stuff and been around. And that guy is... I don't even... I can't even like step back and look at what he's done to sort yeah. of evolve his audience. He just sort of has. Yeah, it's he's embraced like the kind of meme culture, which is so broad. And very popular at the moment. It's very popular. Um, but it was around before him, and it was like, you, you saw that sort of, was that dinosaur when it was sort of like thinking, and um, you know the old memes. Like there's just like regular text memes. Yeah, things. like the, it's been around, they've probably been around before that, and there's probably like, like I remember someone at my university was going to do a topic on it, and uh, one of our lecturers was like, you need to look at this book, and, it, and uh, meme culture really goes back like a, like a hundred years, really. And I'm like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Like, it's become popular in like the last ten years, really. Like, it's almost like this new form meme of communication. Culture. Yeah, really. like it's like it's. I don't think it it could have been around because the internet is such is a such a, a big proponent of it. I know we're talking about meme culture. This is some some scientific or social um, enigma. It's a new thing, but it isn't it. It's, it's, it's so well, it's so the, complicated because it's so simple. The history. We may be talking about the history. The history might be older and there's links back to it in the culture. But the new, the sort of, uh, the new use of it as a, like, like people send each other memes and gifts and like that wouldn't have been around before the internet. You can't go back and be like, you need to look at this book like a hundred years ago and it had so many important things. Like, yeah. no, like we're looking at it. Like this is like its own thing now, like yeah, and it's it's it like transcends a lot of other things. Like you can make a meme, um, using two different templates, um, and it and it based on what you like and your experiences. So like there's a 
I, I mean, I do filmmaking. There are like movie, like filmmaking memes, like on film sets. It's like, how strange is that? Yeah, they'll be like, uh, have you, have you, um, like, I send you stuff a lot of the time from. There's a real good, uh, quite funny Instagram account. There was like a, um, indie filmmakers or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of it, but they they send memes and it's like something simple as a, you have a project and you save it and you save it again and you render it, you render it again, you render it again and you yeah. render it as all these different names. Simple as simple as that. Yeah, it's sort of a meme yeah. in its own right. It's like you name it like final one final one final one point two like actual final one like that that's what filmmakers like yeah like the mean sort of verse like connects to itself and you understand it it's the other day when i was looking on twitter god forbid twitter it scares me on there i was looking through and i follow a girl i think i think she's pakistani and i was looking at her twitter account and she posted this meme and it was in Pakistani. Is that what they speak? Well, in, in Pakistan. I don't want to be. Uh, is it either maybe Punjabi? That's that's not. She was speaking her native language. Speaking in language. We don't want to be unpolitically understand. correct. James was searching it. So I was looking on a Twitter account. And I saw this meme, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't understand it." It's in her native language. I looked in the comments, and there's an English guy. Well, he spoke English. He might be an American. Thanks for taking our language, America. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he's like, what does this mean? And she was like, you won't understand it because you don't speak this language. And I was like, oh my God. Memes have gone global. They are global. I, I was right. It, was, it's it either, sucks though, right? It's Punjabi or Urdu. Oh, you smashed it. Yeah. You smashed it. I just wanted to be careful just in case someone was like, these guys, these fucking white guys, they are Suck. Well, that's the meme you sent to me. It was like, uh, "What does a white guy named Connor do?" And he's like, "Start a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel attacked. Well, no, was it like um, starting a podcast is the new um, uh, let's start a band? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so true. I can imagine that me and you, like, we was in university, we were like, "Let's start a fucking band." Yeah, twenty years <laughs> ago, that's what we were doing. Well, we would have fucking sucked. <laughs> okay, anyway, so back into like whole, the whole YouTube thing and. and what we currently do and what we used to do. What did you want to uh, tell well, people? We got a little bit away from. Um, I feel like we both 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 moved. <laughs> both. We both moved away from YouTube a little bit, haven't we? A little uh, bit. I mean, you don't upload as regularly. I don't upload fake trailers as much. And um, <laughs> Are you gonna talk about that? We, we'll, actually, let's save that. Let's save that. No. We can talk about that uh, another episode. Um, we sort of, uh, what was it? We've both sort of gone into, I guess we've both known for a while that we want to be filmmakers. That's sort of like yeah. what we've seen as a career. But we've both sort of recently been like, let's sort of do something about it. And um, sort of the way we've rele released our projects. I mean, obviously I've, I've had Factopia. You've got, uh, if anyone's unaware, you've got Bonsai. Yeah. Um, which is a documentary about uh, some incredible bonsai. Uh, what do they identify themselves as? As uh, artists, bonsai yeah, artists, that, uh, creationists. That's creationists. <laughs> uh, that's actually something they talk about in the documentary. I mean, uh, the whole reason. I mean, bonsai is kind of a kind of a topic that's a bit out there and it's not really popular in a lot of ways. 
Um, but the the why I, the reason why I I wanted to do that was first of all I just wanted to make a documentary and I felt like I wasn't being creative enough. Um, and I'd learned a bit about uh, uh, bonsai trees through um, a, um, a shop in Brighton. Um, and he, there's a guy, his name is uh, Eric Deneau. He's actually in the documentary. And he just, uh, he went over some of the things about bonsai, which I found interesting. And so I thought that everyone else would find it interesting as well. Um, and so it's just beautiful. And then they uh, they talk about things like, you, you know, you can make bonsai. You, you know, you can make marijuana into bonsai. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, apparently you can. So what? It can be any plant. Any um any plant that's uh, makes twiggy woody grow, is one of the things that it said. So, let's connect the two conversations quick. So, you you went you went out and I don't know if you were looking for a topic. Um, well, I remember you before. Like obviously we've been friends forever and I've been around you for a while. And I remember you saying you was gonna maybe make something about. Uh, people who run like street few uh, street food um, vendors and stuff like that, mm. and you sort of maybe eventually lean to doing this bonsai one. Uh, what made you uh, sort of put it on um, Amazon VOD instead of uh, YouTube, which is where we've sort of put anything we've made over the years, I guess, other than Vimeo. Yeah, I mean the reason I. Because it's a longer form video, it's going to be the longest. It's only half an hour, but I've done everything myself, so the, the filming, the directing, the editing. So it's been a big project for me, and so I wanted to put it somewhere. Not only that, partially to to, to kind of make money off of it, mm -hmm. um, but also because I mean, you you've put a documentary on Fatopia, uh, you put Fatopia on Amazon, and you've uh, and I think I just think it's cool to be able to go onto this website or. If you've got an Xbox or PlayStation or any of those, it works. Yeah, you, you just go on on like on Amazon and you can actually look for it. It just seems so cool to actually publish something like that. I mean, if it was available to do on Netflix, yeah, we would both be there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, and it just kind of it uh, makes it more of a professional. It, it, poorly worded, but. It makes it more professional to have it on Amazon. It does, yeah. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be making a smaller, like a, a ten percent long. Uh, it's like it's ten, like three minutes instead of thirty minutes. Um, and I'll put that on YouTube for free, so people can kind of get an idea of the documentary. And I know I don't think anyway, like many people are going to watch it. I think. Yeah, you know, you're underselling yourself though. Well, it's it's that you know it's a niche, and so I think the people who are interested in. The yeah, but you, your film is, um, from what I've seen, you let me see some of it. It's beautiful it's a beautiful well, looking film that's what i was going i mean i'm, I'm a dp most or director of photography and so that's what i'm mostly focused on so you know it is it's a beautiful looking film and you picked a really good subject matter yeah i think so and uh, so the, the subject so is eric deno um peter chan who's actually kind of a big deal in the bonsai community um and joyce uh joyce uh joseph rose uh Rosek, i think his name is um, they're all very interesting as well. So, I mean, that's the thing. I said as soon as you told me, I was like, "This film is gonna look gorgeous." How how were how is the sort of um, is there any sort of complications or difficulties in sort of um, scripting structuring this film? Yeah, because it's such a, a wide topic, and mm -hmm. not a lot of people know about it. I kind of wanted to go into the like, what is bonsai for the people who don't know. Um, um, 
they're different kind of historical because people think it's a, a Japanese thing. It's not a Chinese thing. Actually, it's kind of both really. Um, I wanted to go into that to, to kind of clarify a few things and then just go into like what they like about it and who, who they are and, and what um, what actually intrigues people about bonsai. Because sort of like a crash course, sort of yeah. like an entry level thing for like uh, yeah. people who are like, what is bonsai? They can watch this film and be like, oh, what's the... Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's finished, so I just need to upload it now. Um, it's going to be released on the 30th of September. So if you uh, if you wanted to watch it, go watch it in on Amazon. Well, the aim the aim is to get you, well, we spoke about this, get you back and sort of uh, talk about it more when it's released because I think it'd be fun to sort of like talk through the documentary a little bit more when it's actually out there because we don't want to give too much away. Yeah. I, can, I could ask you some more stuff, um, but I think it'd be funner to sort of, once it's out there, to sort of actually go through it and uh talk about it that way yeah but there's another thing in terms of that we could talk about in terms of we went to um the doc society uh, a, there was an event in however you spell it it's l-e-w-e-s right yeah um people are saying lewis or lois 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 yeah um whether you like family guy or not i hate family guy i think it's an absolutely hey, crap that's... show there's nothing wrong with Family Guy. I think it's really naff humour. Well, unless I meet, I ever meet him, then I'm like, you have got something going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went there and they had this event for documentarians and it was really an exceptional event, actually, considering it was a free event. Let's just add that. In case you're thinking about going, maybe we'll chop this up and put it as its own part on the show. Um this is an exceptional event. We went there for free. The food was good. The drink was good. Um, but I mean, the actual speeches and stuff were actually a lot better. Um, what sort of stuff happened during the day? We uh, we sort of had a, a breakdown in terms of what the Doc Society do. And it's a UK thing, let's just add. And I think they have some sort of European influence. Uh, some of the uh, contributors to it sort of involve themselves in Europe yeah. as a whole. And yeah. some bit wider than that but i think it's that they're, they're trying to target uk filmmakers mm. um especially documentarians it's a documentary event but um it's a it's an event that goes over things like publishing your documentary um getting funding for your documentary um and what kind of things that that kind of if you haven't made something um like you you've done like putting something on amazon or getting something shown in the cinema um, how you can go about getting your docu- documentary made, and there are like there's a there was a, a, a funder um, like the what's it called again the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, they really wanted um, personal personal films, short documentaries, um, and they wanted to find films that they could fund. Well, if, if people are not aware of the, doc, uh, the Guardian, I, I I've not got a huge knowledge of the whole catalog. But what I do know is last year they were nominated for, I think, Best Short for... Maybe they were nominated for Best Documentary. Either one of the two, they were up for the award for um, Black Sheep, which was like this uh, documentary sent in um, London about sort of this uh, uh, this guy who he was a, he was, uh, he was a, a black UK citizen. He was albino, wasn't he? Or? 
No, he was a black UK citizen, but he actually started taking stuff to turn his skin lighter because he was oh, trying okay. to fit in with white communities and stuff. Like, it was really powerful, and it was sort of had the uh, this guy speaking over what was happening happening in this like narrative form and stuff. It was a really powerful documentary, and the Guardian put that on, and that was the first time the the document uh, the Guardian probably had been doing documentaries for a long time, but that was the first one I sort of caught on to. Wow, mm. good for them. Yeah, like good for good for the Guardian for like putting this documentary forward. And I was like, wow, like I'm into this. This is yeah. really cool. And like, and a newspaper, newspaper who you think, oh, it's a dying medium and all this sort of stuff. I was like, good for you for doing something new, innovative, yeah. and putting something out there. Yeah, definitely. And and it kind of goes into what we were saying earlier about like with YouTube, it's changed so much. Companies like the Guardian want to get in on that and make. Uh, content that can be seen on YouTube, and so it so they're less, um, like you were saying, it's not dying as as much anymore, um, and so they're kind of getting with the times. Um, so there was the Guardian, and then there was another uh, funder who, um, what Naun- Naunus, uh, Naunus, yeah, they Naunus were there. They they seem like a pretty cool platform. I, I wasn't aware of them be- uh, aware of them before the event, but um, so what did they, what is Naunus? <coughs> so, the, I wasn't hundred percent sure, and I haven't looked up since because it was he literally went there like a day or so ago. But what I sort of got what they were like, uh, like a sort of a streaming service for documentaries, like real sort of hard hitting, hard fact. Then they take like sort of the best of the best, yeah, and put them up for. They said it was very artistic. Artistic. I think they they took. I think they were very strict on sort of the level and uh, uh, what they took of the. Uh, uh, documentaries or films and I think they seem to say there was a very high level because they've got a, a reach and audience that uh, only expect the best yes yeah they, it's kind of like a high-end um, kind of you, you go on this platform to make sure you're watching something that's done very well um, and they fund films to do that because um, I saw if it, like if you go to Netflix you can go and watch some of it which uh, and these are all short my films. head like uh, American Factory which I really love which is I think is very highbrow and intelligent documentary but you can also go watch some of it like um, let's say reality TV uh, Queer Eye <coughs> which is not necessarily um, lowbrow or difficult um, I guess it's difficult in some ways for some people it's probably a bad example. Or something... Let's just say the Kardashians was on Netflix as well. Something, something easy, like a, re- a reality TV show as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they expect, like, very... Um, a lot from their viewers and uh, from the cinematography. That's why I got sort of got the uh, impression that it was very highbrow cinema. Yeah, it was definitely that. And then, like, you had all kinds of other um, fundies... Um, there's a, another, I think it was from the, the government, the, the, it was either BFI or something like that. Um, they uh, wanted to fund, they had like £57 million to s- spend over three oh, years for younger creators. Should we be telling these people this? Because I think we're like, we, we'll get it first. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you guys want any money, then, uh, definitely don't, don't make don't Fat 2 for your 2 without me. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was a very good event and mm. enlightening in a lot of ways. Yeah, we also watched a really great film, and I don't want to talk about it too much. I'll be totally open because we want to 
have the director of this on the podcast so we'd love to reach out to her yeah. maybe it won't happen maybe it will but we watched this really really great short film called Country Girl um, yes by Ellen it, Evans by Ellen Evans oh Ellen Evans was who's five years older than us she directed a short film short documentary film may I add which almost played like a narrative film in a sort of way didn't it honestly it so th- one of the questions that was is this a uh, actress yeah uh, yeah was this an actress you're right yeah. yeah like this narrative film I don't think it's I don't want to say too much because because I don't know how much you can say stuff about a film that's not being released oh it's not being released has it yeah uh, let's just say about well, her we, as a director the, and what we've seen. We, we know that the. Um, um, let's not talk about the sort of uh, what what happens in it too much, but let's just say this this is a really really good short yeah. film. This uh, this lady Ellen Evans, she did a fantastic job making this short documentary, and it was it was so good in a way that people thought it was a drama um, based, and it, we obviously yeah. we don't want to talk about what the subject is, which I know is like. Why not? Um, but the thing is that we didn't sign wasn't. anything, so we should be okay. But like, just in, the film's just, not we don't want to ruin anything for her either. Yeah, the film's not been released yet, and honestly, when if when we want to keep the excitement for her as well, we don't want to spoil anything. But this this is a really really magnificent. Yeah. We short can say film. the name of the film. It's um, Country, Country Girl. Girl. Country Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it does come out, we'll uh, almost certainly tell you guys about it, just so because we want people to watch it because it, we think it's fantastic. This could get Oscar buzz. If yeah. it was in the right places, if they put this in the right places, I don't know. I don't see why this couldn't get Oscar buzz. Well, they, it's other than to, there being a UK story. Well, it's going to Aesthetica, uh, which is a film festival in um, York. Um, I think it's in York, uh, and that's Oscar worthy or BAFTA worthy at least. The only thing it's got going against it is that they won't understand the sort of UK uh, social politics of it. I don't want to say too much, but they might not understand it. But this film Maybe. is fantastic. The way it's shot, um, yeah. the way it's—I was jealous. And I did. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you were saying that to me because we should say we had a like a almost like a Q and A with her afterwards when she was sort of talking and stuff, and she came off brilliantly. I'd love to have her on here if we had the chance. Um, yeah, obviously so, we can't really talk much about it because like we don't want to spoil you guys it. Seen and the film. It, and it, it hasn't come out officially yet. And when it comes out, like. Do be excited for this. This is a really, really exciting film. Yeah, uh, I can't say enough about this. It, it, it was almost like when it finished, I was like, I, I guess you feel that way with short films, but it should be like leave you wanting more. I was like, yeah. I want more of this. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. like want more of this story. Mm. And that's the cool, cool thing about short films. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm excited to see what she, what else she makes. She seems to be very busy. She said that she went to the. Um, um, yeah, she sort of hinted. At, I don't know if we. I don't. I want to. I don't want to give everything away from her because maybe we could talk about it when she comes on. But she did have a flight to another country, and she said she was doing something there. Um, but definitely look up Ellen Evans because she's a fantastic. Um, yeah, she's really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a page. Wrong. We haven't even looked up. We're just like. I'm yeah. jealous. I'm. I'm seriously jealous. Yes. Yeah. You. You are a fantastic filmmaker. So um, the the day was very good, and we think we learned a lot. Um, we did. So, did you want to talk about Fat Tokyo? 
Yeah, I'd definitely like to speak about Fatopia, but before I do that, I'd just like to thank our sponsors, Audible. So what is Audible? Audible allows you to own your own audio books. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel the free trial. Yes, there's a free trial, 30-day free trial, which means if you don't like the service, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you can cancel and you don't have to spend anything and you get to keep your audio book. You can swap audio books for any reason. Audible has original podcasts, exclusive deals for over a month, including up to 80% off selected audiobooks. And you can listen on or offline. That means you can listen wherever you are. If you're on a train with a bad signal, you can still listen to your favorite audiobook. There's so many great things on there at the moment. The Handmaid's Tale, which is very popular. Uh, Harry Potter, you know, those books never go out of style. And also something I'd like to recommend, Sapiens is a book that really changed my life. Let me see the world in a different format i recommend that that's on there so go check out audible we really thank them for sponsoring this episode and keep trying to uh you know support teach and teach films by uh by checking out audible now let's get back to the podcast where we're going to talk about fatopia yeah what, what can we talk about in terms of fatopia i mean um might be best talking about to start off things let me have a little to talk about um sort of um neutral ground is probably gonna be a good place to start um if i guess anybody who follows me at the moment probably know that i'm i, I do this series called mutual ground in which we sort of pair people who are against fact acceptance movement and who are into the fact acceptance movement and we try to find some common ground we've only had one debate so far but that's been with alan roberts of every every damn day fitness and uh joshua woolrich and I think that went really well. I was really happy with how that came out. That was literally sort of the thing that I wanted from that was to get two people who have opposing viewpoints and sort of put them together and see if we can find some common ground. Now, find episode two. Uh, find episode one was difficult. Find episode two has been even more difficult. You know, it's it's really, really difficult to find people to get on camera yeah or just to talk it's really really difficult man yeah because they're talking about things that are quite sensitive to them obviously if, they, if they're going to talk about yeah. it they're going to be passionate about it yeah and so having an argument li they're literally having an argument with another person um it's kind of a terrifying thing but that that's the thing i want to be 100 percent aware of that that like i'm a white guy you know and uh I'm thin. I'm. I'm it, but that's what I try to think. It, sh it it could matter to them. I'm a white guy. I'm straight. I'm thin. And how do they normally see like white string, uh, white thin straight people? They might see it differently. Yeah. So, in terms of like where I'm coming from, like what is their assumptions? How have they dealt with? like white people before and all this sort of stuff because that's what i get like in terms of people like why are you even bringing up what a uh, race or gender or anything well that's the most common reception i get like uh, yesterday i got I, I was reaching out to people and i got so many uh, people in my inbox who were like you know what you know this seems like an idea from a thin white man and i'm like you know what you're right it did come from a thin white man but even so, so i'm not gonna just like back down i'm gonna try to listen to you because i think it's important like i want to listen to you what what you think's wrong with this show and let's try to um make it best for you because i hate the idea of a safe zone 
Yeah. I hate the idea of a safe zone. They said, someone yesterday said to me, like, it doesn't sound like a safe zone. And I was like, you know what? It's probably not a safe zone. If you're that ready to be... Uh, if Yeah. If, if you go into it, if you're going to go into it with the expectation that you're going to have, you're going to get upset, is that you, it, it's not really the kind of thing that you should get upset about. We're not looking to offend someone. Hmm. Well, I think I, I actually, no, that was probably the wrong choice of words. No, really. no, you're right. But It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, I, as long as you're both being polite with one another and you're being respectful, um, it, and as long as you're just taking the arguments as they are, and without being insulting, then that that shouldn't be very scary. Or I do play the role of the moderator in Mutual Ground, and people think it's wrong because, like, obviously they've seen Fatopia, and they've seen sort of my side of things, and they think I've probably probably slightly leaned towards um, non-fat acceptance. But when it gets to that point, I really want to try to uh, encourage people to like let's listen to both sides of things. That's why I always wanted to do when I went to went into Fatopia, I wanted to hear, you know, I reached out to Tess Holiday as soon as I could. And I said to Tess Holiday, you know what, uh, let's talk about this. Let's let's talk about the cover. And when did I hear back? After I released the trailer. Yeah. My marketing team re- re- messaged me then. And they were yeah. like, get her out of your film. Yeah. That, I was, wanted, the, that I, was the only contact you yeah, had. Yeah, I then. wanted to yeah. message her before. And I was like, let's talk about this. Seriously. I'm serious. Well, you did message her. And it, uh, it was like, just impossible to get a hold of her or it wasn't impossible to get a hold of her she reached out to you to tell you off but I, I'm not like this is the whole thing of like I've been accused of being sympathising with Nazis and all this crap <laughs> well, it's even like the, the this bonsai documentary that I've made people oh, have God. found out that I shot some of your film and they called me <laughs> what they call me a colonialist or a Nazi or something like that. A colonist, a uh, Nazi. Yeah, and they said uh, you're appropriating Japanese culture, which, like I said before, <laughs> bonsai originated in China. Uh, so it's just silly in some of, some of the things that, that... No, I understand that, but it's... Uh, it's They ask for a certain... Uh, I think they want something different. Like, I understand, like, I'm white... And obviously, I'll never understand the experiences of people from a different race or a different uh, sexuality uh, or, or gender. Um, but to totally block out someone is that's when it becomes difficult. Like for you, who were just just uh, shot a lot of my film, it's difficult because it's like they were like this. He's you were almost like following the pattern of me. They went after me first and then they were like, you know, he's a, a, a colonialist and all this sort of stuff. It's it's sort of difficult. Um, yeah, it's and I, I see what you mean. Like if you were, if this topic was on um, racism, then in a lot of ways you might not have been the best person to, to cover the subject. But something like fat acceptance, uh, acceptance it's... It's just, it's, I suppose. I think I, I think anyone could really talk about that uh, because it it's you know weight is something that affects everyone. I talk about that in the documentary though. I say like, um, if this was Black Lives Matter, then I could sort of maybe understand why I wasn't the best person to tell the story. Yeah. Um, but it's not, and I understand that 
I understand, I listen to the fight acceptance argument. I understand that, you know, you say genetics become a big factor. Um, we just want to live our lives. And I'm not denying that. Like, the big factor I get a lot of the time is like, why would I come onto a show or a film or whatever it is and sort of debate whether I have the right to live my life? I don't think anybody's arguing that. No, no. Nobody's, nobody's arguing we understand like you deserve to live your life just as much as anybody else does and just as polished and just as nicely as everyone else does but um what we say is that there is a debate there and let's listen to that debate instead of ignoring it and causing this sort of outrage and stuff that's there and let's cancel people and so forth, so on and so forth yeah, let's actually acknowledge that, that cancel culture is just scary in a lot of ways um, because uh, the way that things are presented these days are is so uh, like in headlines and in tweets where you only have like 240 char characters you don't get enough information um, out there and so council culture is very aggressive and so they take the first thing they see and they go with it and that's one of the reasons why it's it's that's why we say the first thing you see like a smidgen uh, like i think the worst i had it with factopia was um with the marketing i mean i had it pretty bad early on um before i sort of knew anybody in the movement and stuff um people <coughs> people said sort of like avoiding and stuff like that but once i started releasing trailers they were like yeah let's boycott this film let's cancel this film i mean you even saw the account you were a part of it yeah um <laughs> yeah. Uh, boycott factopia i think it was originally it's had so many name changes i can't yeah. keep up with it it's, um, and you were on there yeah, they, they had the whole team they had me you kate tom yeah and i went to at some point to your parents as well yeah and they said pretty bad stuff about you considering like uh assumptions which is exactly yeah. what they don't want us to do they assume because we're the white people we're gonna make bad assumptions but and i don't want to play the victim either like that's very important like they say oh look at the white guy with his white guy tears and stuff like yeah totally like it doesn't but i think yeah what you're referring to is, is they took some of the pictures that i had online and they assumed that um that my girlfriend at the time um and there's personal reasons and I'm not going to go into them but um, but it's to do with weight and, uh, and fat, fat acceptance and they made this huge assumption about me when they were completely wrong and it was su it was very offensive in, in every way and totally like if you actually knew you you'd know how offensive that was the assumptions that they made yeah they don't they don't know how offensive it was and there was no apologies for that no it, it was the same but it, even it was it was the same for a lot of a lot of people on there like even like tom um kate everybody that was involved it was um i felt i felt bad for that whole situation when that happened i i felt like maybe i could i could sort of uh deserve that but when it came to a lot of other people i was like i felt bad about that when that happened well it, it wasn't you it was these these people uh, it wasn't just like the team members they put up which I felt bad about it was the family members as well when I was like oh god it's like is this going too far um, they sort of uploaded um, pictures of like 
my mum, my grandma. Um, and very unflattering. Sort of stuff. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Like, I think like the sort of appeal of the account is like we're going to zoom in as far as we can and put them in black and white and add saturation and all this sort of stuff. It was a bit like, what the hell are you trying to prove here? Yeah, it was. It was not very um, transparent. No. Um, they didn't say, hey, "Hey, this is the person." They didn't. They just and they just made a bunch of assumptions. They call you the worst names, which if you were to do that to them, it was just. And, the, and we're talking about the extremists here. Exactly. This isn't the everyone. Um, these are the people who are going after you uh, and making up things just yeah. because they don't agree with you. That's the thing. I don't like to get into these sort of like minefield identity politics. It's. I think it. I think if you get involved in that, then you're going to lose it. If you well, if you get involved in involved of it, involved in it in terms of like. Um, you get involved and you start arguing with people, then you've lost because it's just you're not going to get anywhere. No. But like, if if I could have a reasonable discussion with someone from the fact acceptance movement, or if you come onto mutual ground and I moderated it, which I would do the best possible job I could to be as neutral as possible, and you had someone who was opposed to it, then like I think we could have a good discussion if you talked about like why fact acceptance is made for. Um, which is apparently for um, uh, black obese women in America or African-American obese women. Um, I'd love to hear that. Like, make the case for that. Tell me about that. Why? And why I'm, I'm wrong to have my say in this and um, why it's wrong for white people to talk about it and why men shouldn't be involved and why um, it's not for um, body positivity. It's not for uh, all body types. It's just for... Um, uh, fat people i'd love to hear that like honestly like tell me tell me about that like i'm all, I'm, I'm, all I'm all ears honestly potentially you, you could be wrong and so that's what you want to because if they are so opposed about this then they must put, like genuinely think and have passionate thoughts about that and so you, you want to know why hope so. why that is yeah um and so that potentially you could be wrong and so you want to find out as well well, that, that's the thing, like, I had, I remember when Fattopia was released, or maybe it wasn't released yet, I had a conversation with a fat activist on Instagram and DMs, and we were talking to each other, and she sent me a, re a load of really good research about health at every size and everything, and I thought, like, you know what, like, a lot of the research she sent me, I was like, you know, I, I think it's pretty spot on, and pretty good. Yeah. Some of the research she, she sent me, and it became pretty popular in the community um I'm, I'm not talking about in a wide angle thing in terms of sort of the the community i've involved myself in with the fitness creators and fact acceptance creators it became pretty popular there's one survey and i think a lot of you will know what i'm talking about um this health at every size survey uh a, a research by someone called i think it's linda bacon um and i sort of I, I actually addressed that on Instagram because I was like, you know what, if one of the major complaints of uh, fat acceptance and health at every size is that, you know, you don't have the science there, they're, they're non-science, quote-unquote. And, you know, I said, if you're going to keep posting this to me, and I was getting sent it a lot, and I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to address this. Um, and that's what I think is fun about it. Like, I don't know why there's such a defensiveness. I know... Like, I understand that you think 
maybe you've had a bad bad experiences with white men. Maybe um, you've grown up in a family environment where white men have been really terrible to your family and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I can imagine there's probably people that have, like, I can imagine that white men probably do get to positions of power easier. And then when it comes to their families, whether it's in something as simple as Walmart, a white man tries to control and uh, put their dominance on yeah. certain people easier. Well, I mean, in America, it's it's like the, with the history that America has. Um, like, if you go back a few generations, by default, that would have been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's disingenuous to say that everything's fine now when you had that. It's, it's not long ago, really, is it? Yeah. It's, it's only a couple of generations, really. Yeah. Like, it's not okay to say that you know we're all we're all equal now, um, because the past tells this something completely different. Things may have leveled out a little bit more, but the, there's you know history doesn't just stop because something someone said that you know so, some law was passed. Things have changed in, in a lot of ways. Um, how much um, that has changed is just it's up in the air really. And it it depends from, like, state to state. Like, it's easy for me to say, like, you know, I've got the best intentions at heart. Um, And honestly, when I look at it, I really think I do. Like, I I really, I want to. Um, And I'll try my best. But it's hard when people, you know, I don't want to play the victim again. But, like, when people say, uh, you know, you you don't. And, you know, you've got... uh, you're a Nazi and all this sort of stuff. It's like, how how did we get to this point? Like, yeah. let's at least like, if if you don't want to, I understand if you're like, let's not talk about it on camera and let's just for the let's just say like straight up like none of this is monetized, so uh, mutual ground at least mutual ground is not monetized. And I've said to people like, if you want to come on mutual ground, I'll give a donation to a charity. That's I'm not paying anyone to come on. Someone said to me like. What are you going to pay people for the sort of uh, the upset you're going to cause to the fat uh, fat community? Like, what will you pay me for that? And I said, I'm not going to pay anyone to come on. If you want to come on and talk, let's come on and talk. I'm not going to uh, pay for some sort of like uh, ritual upset. Um, but I will. I, I'll give to a charity if I really think you're going to add something to this. Um, I probably over talked way too much about this, but. No, I think it's it's, it's fine because it's, it's it's weird though. It's this, a big part this, of this, this this whole fat Toby thing. You think it's probably like when you look at it straight away, you're like it's pretty plain and simple. It's like you're either fat and you agree with it, or you're fat and you think you should do something about it. But when you get into it, it's so many politics and it's like oh my god! Like when you're involved in that community, it really like takes everything you're worth. Yeah. It, it seems to it's have all you involvement. A lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's super interesting when you're in. Uh, it's super interesting and it's really like grading and it's like oh, it's it's interesting when you when you're there. That was a lot of fun talking about Fattopia. And you know what? You can actually watch the film if you haven't already. Go to www.fattopia.com watch and you can see many different options to watch the film. If you live in the UK or the US and have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can watch the movie for free. Yes, you could just go to www.fattopia.com watch and it will take you straight to the Amazon Prime link. Or if you're an international viewer in Canada, Australia, any other English speaking uh, country or 
maybe you live in India, China, wherever you live and want to watch Factopia, you can buy or rent the film directly from our website. That's www.factopia.com watch. Check out the film. Let us know what you think. Yeah, but that's enough about the film. Let's get back into the podcast and let's talk movies. So I watched 2001 A Space Odyssey this week for the very first time. And I, some of you might be thinking, what the hell is up to you? It's on all the sort of lists, isn't it? Like, if you watch the best films of all time, if you put it in Google, 2001's going to be there. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I watched it. I don't know how I feel about it. I watched it once, right? Um, and I was sort of sitting there and I was like, I'm waiting for it to become best film of all time i've seen it on those lists i've seen it all the time i've heard you talk about it what size i think i I bought you did i buy you a poster you bought me a canvas it was a big one too for 2001 i did all right yeah and i was like i bought him a poster i'm like i'm waiting for it to come um i was just waiting for it to become the greatest film of all time you do have to kind of think that this was made before we went to the I did, I did, I, I I totally did, and I was like, I appreciate. It. I was like, oh my god, this is revolutionary, surely. Like yeah. some of the visuals was like, this has never been done before, and yeah. um, so were you not impressed? And it, it hold up, it holds up, yeah, uh, a lot of it. Um, but then I started hearing, just <sighs> <sighs> the bong, the bong takes. So, so let me just paint the picture. So I sit in bed, and we have the TV on the wall, and we have headphones plugged in, and we have the headphones in, and the headphones on my ear. I get hearing, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the fucking headphone out. I can't hear another one more time. I, I was getting irritated with it, but there was a few moments that I liked. No, there's a lot of moments. So, I so like right at the beginning of the film, you have like Dawn of Man, oh. and I fucking adored that. Yeah, right? it was great. So that is me through and through. I loved like Stone Age stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. I love like Dawn of Man, where he came from, and all that stuff. Like I love that. I was like, yeah. oh my god. I and I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about that. That film that started with that. Yeah. I didn't know the film started with any of that. I've seen the shots before, but I didn't know that's from 2001. Yeah. And I was like, this is me. I love this stuff. I love, like, um, sort of, like, where we come from, the dawn of humans and stuff. I was like, this is great. And when they threw the bone up and it went into the thing, I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen here? That was such a great cut. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And everything was so slow. It's we were just going slowly, <laughs> slowly. And I was like, what are we building to? And then we got... The big moment, I think, we got to, when I thought, sort of, oh, this is juicy, what's going to happen here? We got to Hal. Hal, right? Yeah. And he... Uh, was it... Uh, uh, open the pod bay... Uh, pod doors, Hal. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, like, what is he... Was it? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Dave. I can't. Do, I'm afraid yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be so fucking good." And then um, I love the scene when he he's going and he's pulling the things out and you're slowly going. Do on. you not? Do, what about the scene where um, they're discussing the how becoming sentient and that 
obviously he probably was thinking, but there's when, a conversation behind behind his back when he yeah. they ask him to do something he doesn't do that and they are like um, well they they found out I think they found out that how lied to them or something like that or that his, yeah, his directory would but they're they're in the pod or whatever and they're sort of like I th- we think yeah. he's smarter than he makes yeah. yeah and they're like oh he can't hear us but he can read their lips did you not find that quite interesting it is it's my problem with the film is, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this because I sound like a fucking idiot and then go like, oh, you, you doofus, you just don't understand real cinema. But it's so long to get to everything. I love the film. Like, I do like the film and I love, like, the sort of, like, when you think about it, like, the key moments. But it's like, I mean, you're if not, I sit you're, down, I don't if, think I sit, if I sit down and watch it, I'm like, Oh, but there are like there's slow. spectacles that you have to think about so like quite a lot like the monolith like that when you I see like that, that as well it's like yeah, when, when you it, that, when like, it first come hell? up on the because I watched it and when it at the dawn of man and I watched it and I was like what does that mean and then it come up again when they were in space and they're, they, they're they found the it didn't they and that was yeah. meant to be the thing for Jupiter yeah and then when he was and they we'll talk about that in a minute when when he does the whole and he he gets there and he, he sees it again when he's old. But I like that idea of what that means and stuff. Yeah. But it's to certainly get, not but, an exciting But to get to that, it it's it's made for cinephiles. I think what I find about it is I'm shocked that it's um, seen as one of the best films of all time. But I guess who makes the list? Cinephiles, right? It's yeah. It, it's I a mean, film if for you show that, if you show that to anyone, then honestly, like when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, "This is really great." But and the same thing happened for me. It was just there are parts of it where I was just kind of bored. And you're right, things do go on for a long time. That I, I get. I get. That's meant to be part of the pill, right? That it's meant to be like you're in space. Mm, yeah. That it's just long and dull, and there's no one there, and mm. it's like. I guess I haven't seen a film like that, I guess, ever, which is when I think about it more and more, I'm like, I guess that is kind of cool. And I'm kind of like, I, I get what you're trying to do, and they don't make films like that anymore. No. Um, I, I, I appreciate that, but it's just like, you can do that in a film in a different way. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm just more shocked that it's in the conversation as the best film of all time more than anything that's what sort of threw me off maybe i was sort of waiting for like oh, what's the big twist or like you know what i mean like yeah no i, I just, do you I get what i'm saying or i just think that it's it's you need to look at it in a different way uh, it's technically is such a brilliant film it is yeah um and the themes, cinematography the, f- the i mean have you seen um uh, the christopher nolan film um interstellar, interstellar. I haven't seen that actually. No, oh, okay. well, it's meant to be sort of a replica, right? It's like kind of Christopher Nolan's version of it, really. And um, Ad, Ad Astra is the, the new film in the cinemas at the moment. It's got pretty good reviews. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go see that next week actually. Yeah. I'm excited for that. But, but um, you have to kind of look at it in it in contextually as well. It's a very I think I think it's a pretty good film. Uh, it's just. And you can see how it inspires Star Wars as well. Yeah. When I watch a lot of it, I was like. George Lucas definitely liked this film. Yeah, it's like Alien as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
it holds up really like the way it's shot you know when they do and the they're whole all, they're um, all like models the the, the motion uh, when they're doing the no gravity shoes when yeah. they're walking around I'm like in my head I was like this is really fucking good yeah you know how they did that they had a the set spell around her so she's oh, just walking cool. in and she's walking like this and then it's almost like a treadmill and then the set um, yeah, then spins around her like and, they just and the shot don't change yeah, it's just, it's That's really it's cool. just on sticks. I think I'm just, I'm just shocked. I think I, I was more of a parent for like, we're gonna see some really cool characters because I've always, I, I've known of how from pop culture and the Simpsons and stuff like that. Like I've heard, I was like, oh, but how is it gonna be like the villain, like in Darth yeah. Vader, like he's gonna be on that level and stuff. And when what about the bit where he dies? None, where the yeah, Daisy, but. But none of the characters really matter, do they? They they do, I think they do. Because I mean, oh, I forget what why they're actually there. I don't know if they're investigating the monolith, or if they're just. I can't remember what they were doing. I can't really remember as well. I do. Um, I do agree with you. Like maybe Dave should have been more fleshed out. Because they don't specifically talk like, about anyone. The, the counter argument will be that. Um, that's what he wanted to do, right? That that was part of his appeal. That like maybe um, none of the characters matter because we're all just like sort of like tiny beings in terms of the universe, and it's yeah. it's also small and dragged out. And I do like that in a way, but it it's it, in my head I like it as a viewing experience. I'm kind of like real mix like. That's the thing, like, I didn't walk away with it. Like, I hate this film, but I was just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I kept thinking about it more and more. That was a weird thing about it. Maybe that's part of, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I think so. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't get to the end of the film knowing exactly everything that's happened. We should talk about the end of the film with the whole, um, what would you describe it as a time warp or uh, when he goes through the uh, wormhole? He becomes um, the... Star Child, that's him. I've re- I didn't get that when I watched it. I just I've read up on it. Yeah, when I watched it, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. And I like that. I do like like uh, ambiguous endings because, like, uh, I think it's something off the top of my head. Uh, Birdman, mm. when he jumps off and he flies, and you're not uh, sure, and he doesn't. You don't know if he flies or not. But his um, Emma Stone looks up. Yeah. Like I love that because it's like yeah. I do like an uh, ambiguous endings, yeah. but. Um, that one was really like one of the creepiest ones I've ever seen. So he yeah. goes through the wormhole, um, and he steps, and doesn't he? He look, he looks out, and he sees like an older version of himself. Yeah, and then he seems that he's, he's the in... camera sort of become like the older version of himself, and then he sees another older version of himself that's in a bed well, he, dying. He gets, and then there's a monolith in front of him. He, he reaches he... out towards it. Yeah. And then he's old. Is he old? And then we play the, and the didn't mention the music. By the way, is fantastic. Yeah. Did he popularize all that music? Yeah, that was. Well, I think all of that music was made for that film. Really? I think it was made for it. I think so. I might be wrong. Well, he popularized it. He definitely popularized it. I was like, because people do it as comedy and they do it seriously with those themes. I'm like, wow. 
because that that a lot of that music comes even in the Dawn of Man scenes, you start hearing some of the music from two thousand and one, and you're like, oh my god, this is like epic. Mm. Like you start getting introduced to it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed enjoyed the music, but okay, um, I, I don't. Th- I think I am wrong because there's so many. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different uh, artists that we. But either way, it was maybe like popularized for a new generation, yeah. and then sort of it definitely became part of pop culture from even to now yeah like that that music music is you like a sci-fi and um and you can sort of hear um john williams sort of ideas in that yeah i think a lot of the time where 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 um i don't know stanley kubrick definitely sort of um thought about like where he brings it in and stuff but um you can hear the sort of ideas of John Williams in that. I think like when the music starts levitating and start comes to a, like a uh, crescendo. Exactly. Yeah. You've got better words than I have. You sort of think that's sort of what John Williams does. Yeah. I saw so much of Star Wars in this film. I'm mm. like, I, I I respect it for that. It's cool seeing where everything uh, comes from. Exactly. Yeah. And you definitely if you watch it with that mask, but it was just like. I don't know because it actually because the way you when you're saying it now it's like there's so many great things that you have to say about it it's just that when you're watching it it's difficult to, to it is like it's afterwards i'm like i like it and then i'll go watch stuff about it and i'm like oh yeah you're right you're right you're right yeah but it's like when you're watching it you're like oh. but when he's walking like around the um, spaceship it's just like but something like that i can appreciate yeah i, I like that because I, I don't think i've ever seen that done before no but when it's like he's walk coming back into the space shuttle from space and it's like I don't I don't or it's like two yeah, minute scene when I'm they're like, docking oh my as well God it's just that it takes a long time and when I hear that yeah. and it's like th- that happens a lot and I'm like yeah. that is cause I don't know if it's because I'm wearing my headphones or what but it's like I cannot listen to this one more time <laughs> just I was getting like I don't know if that's like part of the appeal he wanted of it that. Yeah. That, that that piercing sound maybe that's what he wanted to be sort of like well I think I think Stanley Kubrick was very particular about every part of his film because that's the thing like I watched um, oh, what's the film Annihilation oh the one I with... can't believe I'm comparing this to 2001 because people are going to be like yes which one is dope. Annihilation it's with um, Natalie Portman oh I've seen it yeah on Netflix it's good do you it? watch it yeah I really like that film it's yeah. so like uh, weird and like what's happening and then yeah. scary yeah and that's that's but it had a little bit more energy to it and I don't know if it's just because I'm from a different generation where I'm sort of well we're the same age and you but it's like I don't know you expect differently I don't know if I haven't just seen a film like that before because I can't go and say like because I watched it with my girlfriend and uh, she uh, she she said to me in the morning because she fell asleep. <laughs> she said, "What did you think of it?" And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's because I couldn't say to her I didn't like it. <laughs> well, I mean, what could you say now? What would you say right now? I, I still don't know. Oh, okay, I, right. you know what I would say? I need to watch it again. Yeah, I think you do need. I mean, I watched it again. I think I liked it again more. I think probably, but you, I think you need to watch it on a bigger screen as well because that I would. Because I'd love to when watch I was watching it, what I thought is, I want to watch this in a cinema. 
Yeah, because they, they filmed it in 70mm, which um, is basically, it's like a tiny, 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 tiny bit smaller than IMAX, but it's just a different aspect ratio. Um, so it's more like, you know, the cinematic uh, letterbox cinema. Um, and so it looks fantastic, especially if you can get like a really high quality copy of it. But yeah, it's a, it's a confusing and... Um, it's a good film. It's just what, do, what do you take from it? In what, what way? Cause this is, is this your favourite film of all time? I used to say that, but I don't think so anymore. When I watch a film, I want to really be, like, be interested in every aspect of it. And just be, I, I want it to pull me in. And that pulls me in in some ways, but not like not, not enough. Um, like it's We're going to get so much shit. Yeah. Cause we're, we're, cause you know why? Because we're young. Yeah. And people are going to be like, you fucking assholes. Like, you don't know like, real filmmaking. Like, I, 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 I understand. I really do understand, like, what the appeal is. That it's, like, I've seen people, I've talked about it, and they're like, I went to go see this um, opening night and all that. And they're like, sort of, the longevity of it was so amazing and all this sort of stuff. I do get that. But it's sort of itch behind me of, like, why didn't you cut that? Why didn't you cut that? Yeah. And maybe it wouldn't have worked as much. I don't know. Potentially. I mean, there's a, there's a film. What am I to say? He's a fucking genius. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he was. Um, there's a film made in the 50s. It's called 12, 12 Angry Men. Oh, and yeah. I've, oh, you've seen that, haven't you? I love that film. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't have all the spectacles that 2001 has, but it's just more personable and just... But that's, that's like non-stop. Yeah. It's complete, they're completely different films and they're both great in their own ways. Um, but that's one of the re- a really good films I like. Um, but it, it just goes to show like different times doesn't really matter really. But they can be just you know just as good. But that's that's um, that's all car- character based. Yeah. What? what like, but that's, that's what I mean. Is what's what's two thousand and one like? What's what does that have like? What's the major thing going for that? I'd say. Um, this, this concept, yeah. yeah. I mean, the book, the book was being it's, written at the same hard. time. It's hard. It's so hard because it's like, if you describe it to someone, you're like, this is such like a cinematic fantasy, and it's like so like, I don't know. It's like I want to watch it again, but like at the same time, like I don't have time for three hours to sit through that film <laughs> again. Yeah, it's difficult. Anyway. It's experience. An experience when you get through it. Yeah, that's that's what exactly what it is. It's an, it's an experience. In it's other words, um, how much time you got in your hands? I mean, for you, a lot. Disney Plus was just released in the Netherlands. How are you feeling about that? Really? Disney Plus. What, was it first released in the Netherlands? Yeah, they've got it two months before everyone else. Two months. Yeah, I suppose. And they I get it for free. Until it comes out for officially. I suppose they need to test it in some ways. Mm-hmm. And also, the Netherlands is not a huge country. Well, they haven't got any of the big streaming services, like they, uh, a series like uh, Mandalorian or the Marvel shows. But yeah. how are you feeling about Disney Plus? I'm, I, I'm probably a little bit more a Disney fanatic than you, but how, yeah. how are you sort of gearing up? Uh, there, I mean, there are a lot of streaming services. I, I use Netflix sometimes. And then otherwise, it's just YouTube where I get a lot of the kind of videos that I watch just because the kind of things I want to watch aren't on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's fine, I guess. They, they're definitely just becoming a, a, a monopoly. Are you going to sign up to New Plus? No, no. I You're don't. not? No, I'm not. You, you're telling me you've I got... I wouldn't use it enough. What's... Mandalorian? I'd watch that, yeah. You watch that. Um, the Marvel shows, which no, are all no. going to connect into the MCU. I don't care. Like So, so uh, uh, Winter I didn't, Soldier I've not seen, I've not seen Doctor Falcon. Strange. I've not seen a few other Marvel films. Yeah, but you got to think. you got She-Hulk. Not interested. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm trying not to watch any of these Marvel films. Like, after um, Endgame, Endgame you're, you're it's just like, oh, it's kind of done now. I'm, I, I really want yeah, to spend gonna, more time They're going to get you back films. in, the Fantastic Four and X-Men. Like, they're going to do their own version. Maybe, I just don't... I, don't, I, I want to say I don't care about them enough, but I, I probably do a little the bit. The Simpsons? No, I don't, I don't care Every about se- Simpsons. Every series of The Simpsons ever? I mean, that's nice. That's cool. That's cool, but I don't watch The Simpsons all <laughs> What else have they got? They're doing. Uh, they got. There's they rumors about an Alien TV series. They own that now. Planet okay. Apes. They own. I doubt that'll be very good. It's the same thing with. Yeah, but they um, haven't got a very badly like hit hit record. Yeah, but they're about to be putting out a lot more. A lot. Of I content, doubt they yeah. can keep. They can keep that. This is a cool time in uh, film history, right? Like, like Disney. Are yeah, but the it was always number like, one. It's also studio. like television shows, like you say with Marvel. They're all kind of going in and becoming the same thing. Now. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is that, is that, is that going to be a film or a television a streaming show? service. Is it a TV show or a film? I think it's four or five episodes. Yeah, I watch, I definitely watch that. Yeah, damn right you will. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will watch that. And, uh, and it's going to be fucking so good. Yeah. Is uh, Darth Vader going to be in it? Or Darth Maul? I hope so. It's set between... New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. Like the last time we saw Darth Vader, probably. I mean, it was Rogue One, but is gone. Yeah, um, but that wasn't like a big part. He didn't really have a big part in it. There's rumors that uh, this week that Solo, you've seen Solo, yeah, is getting a spin-off series for Disney, set on the underground, which you know Darth Maul and. You know, the, the hints of the sort of bounty hunter underground, yeah. Darth Maul's going to lead the series with them. Oh, really? That's, Disney, that's actually Disney Plus. That's quite interesting, yeah. Disney Plus. But that will be the same around, around the same time as Obi-Wan. I, when I saw Solo, I was just, just like, I don't really care. I like that film. I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't hate it, I just didn't care. <laughs> it was like Star Wars without the lightsaber. The, there was the worst thing, the worst things about it was the sort of... Uh, sort of push to like we need to describe Han Solo like uh, the worst thing about that film was um, uh, he was going to sort of jet to another country or whatever I'm describing it like we're in real life but <coughs> he was taking the uh, uh, planets away he's taking what, what would you call it in galactic space when you're going to go jet abroad Space vacation, <laughs> and anyway, he's going for customs. <laughs> and the guy said, "What's your name?" And he was like, "Han." And what's your last name? And what was it? He didn't oh, say his name. And he was he's like, "Okay, his, Han Solo." Why would he keep that name? Yeah, some random know. guy gave him the name Han Solo, and he it, was that attached. It's to kind of like things like that, and it, that in his his jacket. I think that's one of the things that you that he gets in the film. Um, it's just like they had to put all of these things in like it just one so thing is that everything that he is kind of a characteristic of him he gets in this film, one film the one thing i did like was um 
he got the um, the relationship with Chewbacca. Yeah, that's... when they were in the, they put him sort of down as a prisoner, and then Chewbacca was like this wild beast. Yeah. Um, is is it in that film where Chewie? Because I, you definitely sent me something like that where Chewie rips two man a man's arms. No, off. that was the deleted scenes from oh, Force yeah. Awakens. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, it's completely different, but no, I, 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 I do see what you mean. Like, their relationship was was so you, nice. That was nice, I guess. They did. Yeah, I, he wasn't horrible, but I just that was film was not needed. Well, like, they could have done a whole bounty hunter film, and it would be so much cooler. Like, The Mandalorian, I am so fucking pumped for. Is that um? It's about uh, what's that? What's his name? The Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter Mandalorian, yeah, it's um What's his name? Boba? Boba Fett, yeah. No. Who's it about? No, it's just about it, he, well, Boba he's, Fett's in the trailer. They're from they're from the same um uh, living line of Boba Fett and Django Fett. Oh okay. They're the Mandalor that's what they are. The the people that wear those masks are the Mandalorians. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't realise that. They oh, it's gonna be With things like this. Like I'm trying not to And Bill Burr's in it. <laughs> who notoriously hates Star Wars? I don't um, like. I, I've tried. Not, I don't know if I should watch the last trailer for the, um, the is it right? Oh, what is it called again? Uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, I, it's so many different names in there. Yeah, they're all uh, yeah, like very similar as well. I, I'm, I've got like some notes. I want to get like a Star Wars YouTuber on, uh, on this podcast before we. Uh, go see Star Wars. Yeah. I think that'd be cool to do that. Like yeah. some like big time fan. Like I'm, I'm, I can feel the hype. Like when I start talking about it, I'm like, we've got so much Star Wars to look forward to. We got Mandalorian, we got the Rise of Skywalker, and we've got a Star Wars video game. Oh yeah, it's a, it's being made by EA. EA. But they, oh. they're promising not to be dangerous. No mandal. Uh, no. Um, what are they called? Um, microtransactions. Mic- microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they haven't just like kind of put it on the wayside and, and they're actually doing something about Star Wars well, now. Exactly, yeah. Because they, they, they were like, I think when they bought Marvel, when Disney bought Marvel, they were like, this is going to be great. And then inadvertently, Mar- um, Disney bought Disney bought Star Wars. When Disney mm-hmm. bought Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Not Marvel. <laughs> not Marvel. They did buy Marvel. Th- yeah, they did, years. yeah. And they did fucking brilliantly with them. Yeah. Um, they... I think they wanted to um, make Star Wars the big thing, but inadvertently, Marvel just became this. Yeah, Marvel just kept on becoming bigger and bigger. Like yeah. Star Wars was like almost seen as like the biggest franchise in the world. Yeah, I think Marvel, it was until a few years ago. Marvel was like, I guess, like Marvel just become like the Star Wars of a generation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, when I was watching Endgame, I was like, this is. This is our yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, like we had that experience in theaters, like yeah. to tell kids about. Like I remember seeing Endgame in theaters, and there yeah. was like um, uh, James next to me was like, uh, I, do, "I don't like this film." <laughs> <laughs> I did nearly fell asleep. I think I was up for like twenty no, hours. It, no, because we watched it at midnight, didn't we? Yeah. The second time I went to go see that was better than the first. I think. I still haven't seen it since we saw it. I need to. We need to watch that before we see it. I keep saying we were going to watch it on a uh, projector or something, but... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, right right now, there's so many films and so many franchises that you need to keep up with. And, like, watched, it depends on what streaming service they're on as well. I watched um, a cinema yesterday, Hustlers, actually, which is not a, uh, a 
I guess it's an IP. It's based on a New York Times article. Maybe some, maybe that's based on an article. It's based on an article. Whatever it is, I should probably shouldn't have said the publication, but it's based on an article and uh, it's a pretty good film actually. It's um, it's it's the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I like to say the, maybe the, the women's version of some of it. There's definitely some like feminist themes and there's some. Um, there's some errors in the direction, I think, but is it is it definitely a fun film? And mm. J Lo, who I don't ever know, like known her to be in the Oscar buzz, she probably get an Oscar for best supporting actress. Okay, I've not it's seen. It's fun. It. It's a fun film. I don't want to spoil too much. There's a few like celebrity cameo- cameos in there, and you're a bit like, um, and sometimes the script goes a bit over the place, and you're a bit like. I don't know why you're going in this direction and the narrative, the way it's structured. I don't think it will get a Best Picture nomination. Because quite it, frankly, it's it doesn't. Film, it? It's a fun film. Yeah. It's definitely like, considering what you expect, if I said to you, I went to go watch a film about female strippers, Yeah. it's a lot better done than probably what you'd normally think. Yeah. It's. It won't get a Best Picture nomination, but it could do with a... Um, I'm sure the narrative is the same. J-Lo could get a, definitely get Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, I'm sure the narrative is the Maybe best, best best Actress, but I think she would be, be better put forward for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, I was going to say, I'm sure that the narrative is going to be a bit better than um, that, um, that other stripper film. About men, Mike Man, uh, Mike Man, <laughs> Magic Mike, <yeah. laughs> Mike Man. Oh my good god! Yeah, it's 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 good though. It's fun. It's like the, the central theme is like, um, you probably will if you're a guy, you're gonna be like, hang on a minute. Well, let me just say, how care are you, are you worried about being spoiled? I think they might be because it's just been. Great, I, isn't it? Should I do a spoiler warning? Yes. Let me give a spoiler warning. Like, if you, if you haven't seen Hustlers, um, get the hell out of it. Five, four, three, two, one. So basically, it's a true story. So if you if you went away, you're a pussy. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you're you're a dickhead. Um, so basically, the main story is that sort of the conflict is that these women, these uh, strippers, um, it happens in the 2008 um, financial crisis. And all the Wall Street people can stop uh, stop coming to the strip clubs. So what they decide to do is drug these men and steal their credit cards and make like fifty thousand, make like the, yeah. make all this sort of money. The people out who of do them. actually go to the strip clubs. Exactly. All yeah. that's what it is. And they're, that's they're not. Ba- I think that's not a spoiler. That's that's that. That was in the trailer. That's tr- yeah. It, 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 I just want to be careful because people are a bit like, Urgh! yeah. Um, and it's a true story, so okay. um, I won't tell you all the sort of like details. Like it's a true story, no matter what. But um, there was a time in the film where I was thinking, like, <laughs> I hate to say this because I hate to be this guy. I was like, are you sort of glamorizing this because these girls are walking around with Gucci bags and like, and I was like, I just worry. I don't know. If it, I'm like 22, but I'm like, is it a bit too glamorous? Um, well, because I suppose it's gla- glamorizing like theft. Yeah. Which I, or, or drugging and stealing from people, which yeah. I thought was the worst thing. But then I kept like when I was watching this film, I was like, I love Wolf of Wall Street. So what? What really can I say about this film? I don't think it's a gender thing, but I was 
I'm more worried about like just like the sort of dynamics of like it has feminist uh, undertones and it definitely is made by female female director or female cast and the representation is brilliant like without being in your face like this is representation it's just like sort of there yeah. and you sort of chew on it and it's like oh this is brilliant to see sort of a diverse cast um but i was just sort of like i don't know i i don't know what it necessarily does for women in the end I don't think it has to. I mean, it has to be about that, um, and I don't think people. It, it's not up to the filmmakers to uh, to it, basically w- whatever the, the audience gets from it. Uh, um, however, it's glamorized. Uh, it's not up to the filmmakers to to censor that. If they want to tell a story, they need to go and tell a story, and it's it's you know it's up to uh, totally. Them. Yeah, you you can't get way down in the politics yeah it's it's everything else that happens in the world that dictates what people do with the information they get from the film and like what kind of um image that they, they get and what they do about it so i don't think it's it's the filmmaker's fault i, I think the only sort of problems i had i don't want to like i'm not going to spoil it too much but for people uh seeing it they will understand it's like there's definitely sort of a celebrity lifestyle that's glamorized. Like you sort of like see the celebrity and it's sort of, I wouldn't say worshipped, but sort of like, I don't know what the word is. It's definitely sort of spotlighted in this film. Um, and I don't know what sort of elements as well. It's just, you, you'll have an experience with this film. I, I think if, I mean, I know my girlfriend, Kate, when she watched it, she she came out and she was like, that was girl power. And I was like, was it? <laughs> and we sort of had a chat about that. But uh, I mean, I, I sort of found myself in the film sort of judging it and then sort of coming back and then being like, in the end, I was like, I think you could have done something cooler for women in this film, the way it ends. Yeah. It, it was like... It was like you had a bunch of women who were doing really bad things. They were drugging men. Like even like let's let's admit like these, those Wall Street wankers who none of them went to prison or anything yeah. who cost cost a lot of people a lot of money. Like I'm not feeling sympathy for them, but you could have made. I know it's based on a true story, but you could have made those women a lot more empowering. And I just thought I think like what you're saying end, is the, is is theft shouldn't be empowering empowering but i think i think, think the women empowering about it is that they've taken it into their own hands yeah it was anti-capitalist it. while being pro-celebrity it was weird and i was also like a bit like um i just think we could have done a l- little bit i don't know we can we could say based on a true film but also we take creative liber- liberties and you know what i mean like yeah. sort of had a bit of fun with it and I think you could have done something really cool with those female characters because in the end I was like, I was like, as soon as you start drugging men, then people are gonna be like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> they they always gonna be like that. As soon as you started drugging the people and stealing their stuff, I was like, hey, come on, you can't deserve what's got what's coming to you. Yeah, it's like an if you were a little bit smarter about the plot and done a little mo- bit more and. You, you watch the women in the film, they're a little bit, um, they do a lot of things and you're like, what did you expect? 
um it's like it's kind of like an anti-hero thing and uh i mean what was uh that the, probably the most feminist film i've ever seen is is aroma and and you've seen aroma yeah yeah it's it's like it's these women who what you didn't like it i didn't like aroma yeah, i liked it <laughs> Um, I'm gonna be like such like they're gonna be like this guy is such a douchebag. Yeah, well that's well that's like about this um, these women who have to go through life um, with all the reper- and deal with all the repercussions that the men have mm-hmm. have put them in, and, and they're in this whole situation where they're not respected, they're not seen as as too valuable. I mean, the main character is a maid, and she's you know the lowest of the hierarchy. And so it's about how she goes through things like pre- uh, pregnancy and, and uh, how about how her, literally her boss goes through a divorce as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, that's quite powerful. And then it's just, uh, I can't really remember the film, but isn't it in the end, it's just the mum, the kids and the maid. Yeah. And there's that scene, someone's drowning, but they don't really look like they're drowning. And then it's like, Oh yeah, kind of. Um, they, they, uh, like I think one of the cres- like crescendos. It was quite a tense scene as well. Is um, this this maid can't swim, um, and she and she goes in to try to help them, and she she tries to save them, um, and she just uh, save the kids because she's looking after them. Uh, and it's just quite a tense thing, but she she's very selfless. And I think that's what you're. I think that's what you're trying to get across is that in this film, hustlers. They're not so much. Selfless. You should watch it. I, I I think you'd have fun with it actually. Um, yeah, I, 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 I never really know what way your taste will go, but I, it's it's not a bad no, film do, at I all. Do. Like it's it like the fact like that I'm that. talking about it so much is like it is an interesting film. There's a lot to take from it. Yeah, do you know what I mean, it's just. Um, I do no, I do enjoy films like that. I'm sure I'll enjoy this film yeah. about J Lo being a stripper. Like absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. You're gonna take it a completely male gaze view <laughs> or whatever. Like you, the first sort of like ten minutes, you're gonna be like, "Well, I mean, it's probably disingenuous to to say that people aren't gonna go see it." Oh, of course, of like yeah. like who's the target audience? Who are they targeting? Like like to be fair, <laughs> saying that, I went into the cinema the other day. It was like a cinema of women. I was like, "What the hell?" And we went to Magic Mike. I bet there would be a cinema of women as well. I bet fucking men yeah. weren't going out to see Magic Mike. And of course, other than the, like, sort of the LGBT, like gay audience, probably were thinking, like, I'd like to see a bit of Channing Tatum. But yeah, um, would. yeah, the women were out for that. It's weird sort of how they have their girl power behind them for that. And they yeah. can also go to see a Magic Mike where men won't go and do the same for both. Yeah. It's, it's to do with, it's, but any, any film to do with sex, men aren't really, it's, not, it's kind of taboo. I think that was the first time I was in the cinema when it was real sort of graphic nudity and stuff. And I was really? like, I don't think I've ever been in the cinema <laughs> with this. And I was a bit like, what do we do? What do we do? And, and you're looking around. There's there people like, oh, ah. And there was literally a scene in the thing where like people were like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. I, that was quite a good theatre experience. Like, yeah. it was like, because a lot of teenage girls in the theatre. Okay. And I was a bit like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is different, but. It, yeah, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the perfect film but it was definitely a fun film and I think it's worth watching yeah um, I'll definitely go see it then when was it out was it very recently come I think the first weekend was last weekend oh, okay um I think it did fairly it performed pre- fairly well so they'll probably make a sequel of it or something so because it sticks and they're not one of the major studios are they no um so they'll probably make a sequel out of it 
Yeah. That was fun anyway, so. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for the first edition of the Teach podcast. Uh, of course, this is a work in progress. We're working things out, uh, sound, audio, uh, video, wherever you're watching. Thank you for sticking around and uh, giving us your time to listen to us. If you've got any sort of uh, constructive criticism, leave that in the comment section below. Let's make this podcast something really special. And once again, thank you to our sponsors, Audible, Honey and Factopia. You can find all the links in the description if you're watching on YouTube, of course. Uh, once again, guys, I can't thank you enough for sticking around and uh, helping us. Once again, guys, I can't thank you enough for uh, checking out the podcast. Of course, we'll be back very soon with some exciting guests. I'll see you next time.